0: No BS Nutrition is staying six feet away, and we're not mad about it.
1: This is a one-hour food fight against diet culture and its fake science messages.
0: Instead, we're passionate about celebrating real wellness.
1: I'm registered dietitian Hannah McGee.
0: And I'm neuroscience PhD student Tarek Youssef, and this is No BS Nutrition. Ready?
1: Yeah. Oh my god. I, so. okay.
0: I know. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome
1: back, everybody. <laughs> this is our this is season two, right?
0: Season two.
1: Episode one. Season two, episode one. Yeah, here we are.
0: Here we are. My I guess cat.
1: Thank everybody. Literally,
0: we just started for, Sorry, Yes, we should thank everybody. We just started recording and my cat's already trying to get in my business.
1: Really? Um, well, I can't yeah. hear anything, so... Okay, good. <laughs> Which cat is it? Baxter. Be quiet, Baxter.
0: <laughs> but you're right. Yes, absolutely. Um, we should thank everybody. Season one was so much fun.
1: It was. And yeah, we, we took a little break. As we mentioned, we were going to do at the end of season one. Um, so thank you, everyone, for your patience and for sticking with us and for listening now Um, yeah and thank you for listening to
0: season one we we really like as much fun as it was to record together it was also fun to see that people were enjoying it
1: yes absolutely here I go with my throat clearing all right Um, so we wanted to come back Um, I guess right around this time like this is what we had originally planned anyways that's true but then you know right now the the global pandemic that we're experiencing kind of at first threw a wrench in things because we were kind of I guess we were trying to figure out how we were going to go about recording because all of season one except for I guess the last episode we recorded together face-to-face in person and now obviously with COVID-19 and social distancing that's not an option for us and we're also living in different provinces right now um
0: it seems like everybody well everybody in the world has a podcast first of all and everybody who does have a podcast this hasn't stopped them everybody has been recording remotely right like of the podcasts that I follow
1: yeah no me too Um, so I guess that's the beauty of technology these days. You can do anything virtually, really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm happy we can keep doing it because I mean, I know you, you love it too. I I love our, our little, um, recording sessions.
1: Me too. And yeah, I mean, our sound quality might not be as good as it was when we were recording in studio, but, um, at least you still get to listen to us.
0: But that might change, too, because um, we're sort of in the process of figuring out some new uh, pieces of equipment. Yeah. Um, So who knows? Maybe halfway through this season, it's going to sound as if... Well, almost as if we're in a sound booth.
1: Totally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We have some stuff coming in soon that we're going to try, and we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah. All right. So I guess maybe we should introduce the topic for today. Um, And it's very... I mean, very relevant, I guess. It's the only thing that's relevant right now.
0: (laughs) I know. Is anyone talking about anything else?
1: No. Um, So we thought that we would do an episode kind of around um, COVID-19 and food and eating and meal planning and grocery shopping and all of that
0: yeah, Lots hopefully it won't be right the now. yeah. Hopefully it won't be the same kind of stuff you've been hearing everywhere it else. Is. I think a lot of people have just been well. Sadly, there's a lot of and some of it is rightfully so anxiety around COVID nineteen. So there's just like a lot of worry that's being um, talked right. about in the media. A lot of really great um, dietitians, healthcare practitioners, um, and I don't know uh, scientists have. Been presenting some optimistic uh, media around all or communications around COVID nineteen and mm-hmm. really trying to be of service. So hopefully this does the same sort of thing rather than just like talking about everything. Like hopefully you'll actually right. get something out of it.
1: Totally. Yeah, we're here to kind of inform you guys and and help you guys. Uh, like you said, we want to be of service.
0: And I forgot. Like the best thing about this podcast for me is that it forces me to do research and I'm forced or not forced, but like I get to learn about all of this stuff in a much deeper way rather than uh, just, you know, like as I normally would with something that we don't talk about on the podcast that I'm not familiar with because of school, I just like scroll through Twitter and Instagram and I kind of get an idea for what it is, but I I kind of, you know, I delve into these topics and so do you. And at least for me, it, it really gives me a greater knowledge base for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So why don't we start off with the BS of the week?
0: Well, okay. Well, I'm very, very happy to give a BS of the week. I kind of, um, so this week I thought I would do it a little differently because there's been so much that's happened recently. I kind Mm -hmm. of thought it was almost unfair to focus on a single thing. Right. Um, rather, I have a few, like, rapid-fire BS's Ooh, of the
1: weekend, if that's okay. okay. I like that, yeah. And
0: they're all related to um, the coronavirus um, and also slash related to nutrition, so um, kind of perfectly tailored for what we're doing here today. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, all the links for everything we talk about are going to be included in the show notes and yeah. probably tweeted out and Instagrammed out for everybody uh, to take a look at for themselves. Yeah. Okay, so I kind of wanted to start off, um, you know, trying to be of service a little bit. There is one um, medical doctor on Twitter called Fahim Yunus, at uh, F-A-H-E-E-M-Y-O-U-N-U-S. He's an MD on Twitter. He's awesome. Um, And he gave, um, he had this like really great phrasing, uh, just a good summary for what to do about uh, COVID-19. Like if Somebody's just like feeling anxiety and worry. I thought this was a great way to start uh, off the podcast. Just kind of a little short sentence that empowers you to feel like, you know, you can be a part of having control over your own body and also contributing to um, the betterment of, Mm -hmm. you know, the people around you uh, during the pandemic. So I'll quote him. He says, our biggest return on investment is in hand washing." staying six feet away and avoiding large crowds. And yeah. I would personally add to that, stay at home if you yep. can and find safe ways to help vulnerable people around you and listen to the advice of your local government. I think if you're worried about COVID-19, as long as you do those things, you should really be in um, in good standing. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas and I have limited our... Um, movement from our apartment uh, quite a lot we've just gone out to get groceries and we've really limited the amount of time we used to go every week we're now going every second week Mm -hmm. it's only been I think three weeks since we've been in like the government has or at least the Canadian government has asked people to stay in isolation right yes yep um, the only other times we've kind of had some movement um, were to kind of check in on people who Family, friends who are a bit older, and we wanted to make sure um, or had access to supplies and food. Right. Uh, but other than that, we've, uh, other than some exercise outside um, from a safe distance from other people, we've pretty mm-hmm. much uh, been at home. Um, he also, um, Fahim Yunus mentions how people are saying that. Oh, this is a, here's a BS of the week. Uh, one of the BS of the week, anyway. He mentions. There's saying going around that people are saying they're going to get COVID nineteen from ordering food and takeout.
1: Okay, but
0: that's complete BS. <laughs> so the the reality is the virus is going to be spread through droplets, so like through spit, for example, which is why we're being asked to not be in close proximity to other people. It's not a foodborne infection. So a foodborne infection would kind of be like salmonella,
1: right. something
0: that you know sometimes salmonella is found in great excess in lettuce at the grocery stores and nobody can buy lettuce for a week or something like that or maybe a really shady restaurant has some salmonella poisoning or something but that's pretty rare so if you order takeout all you people really need to worry about is making sure i mean at the most extreme, wiping down your heavy use surfaces like counters, your doorknobs, since you went out and got the food from the delivery person or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I give anything that enters my apartment, food or otherwise, a little wipe down with some cleaning yeah. solution, just to yeah. be safe. But uh, I'm not afraid about bringing stuff in. I'm not afraid about ordering takeout and bringing it in. Yeah. because it's not a foodborne infection. COVID-19 has not been associated with food at all.
1: Right. So that's what I was going to add. I mean, I think it's important to note that, I mean, as as we're talking, and we've seen this over the last, I mean, over the last few months, but even the last few weeks as well, that things are constantly changing um, in terms of what we're finding out about COVID-19, and I'm um, I mean, yeah, exactly, um, how things are developing, and new, obviously, you know, the research that's being done about it is being done every day, you know, this is, um, a brand new thing that we're all experiencing. So there's obviously no, there's not a lot of research around it or anything like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to say that, yeah, in terms of COVID 19 and, and exposure to it through food, there's no evidence right now to show that that's like that's a case or that's something that we need to be worried about. Um, yeah, and cooking yeah, also kills the food, virus. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you that, um, if you're concerned about something in terms of food delivery and getting takeout and stuff like that, it's more so one, like coming in contact with the food delivery driver or something like that, right. like maybe asking them to just drop the food off at your door. Um, right. because that's where, like you said, um, the, the highest risk is, is when you come in contact with other people. Um, and that's what and we've
0: been doing. That sort of we pick it up off the doorstep sort of thing.
1: Yeah. And then to um, the next risk, um, but again, not as high as um, coming face-to-face contact with someone would be like the surfaces that the food is packaged in and things like that. um, That like you said, you're wiping down or maybe you transfer um, the food from the, you know, the, Pack the package that it was placed in to be delivered and place it in another package or dishes or things like that, and making sure right. you're washing your hands and things like that um, before you Absolutely. eat. All, those are all, you know, the, the most important things. Um, right now, yeah, there's not a whole lot of reason to believe that you could get or come in contact with the coronavirus um, where it can be transmitted through food.
0: Right. And the sad thing is this kind of fear has actually extended into people, um, you know, very sadly discriminating against and not supporting uh, Chinese food establishments specifically uh, because of the geographic origins of the pandemic. But uh, honestly, it's just prejudice and those people need to get a life because that's not how you're going to get disease. But the 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 disease by getting by eating chinese food yeah. thankfully so i actually saw this uh, graph of some data from the united states um uh looking at the amount of uh food uh takeout that people were ordering um because people are stuck at home it seems like there was a although there was an initial market dip in chinese food takeout orders it's kind of rising again <laughs> because people are Well, they're fighting themselves at home and they're fighting themselves craving Chinese food. Yeah, totally. So hopefully it's not affecting the industry too much.
1: We ordered Um, Chinese food last week. Oh, yeah. I can't stop
0: ordering Chinese food. (laughs) Uh,
1: um,
0: I I found this other article kind of still under the BS's of the week uh, from the Conversation Canada that I'll link below um, by a PhD candidate from McMaster University uh, named Jeremy Cohen. It's called Coronavirus Cures for $170 and Other Hoaxes. Why Mm -hmm. Some People Believe Them. So, I mean, I'm sure people have seen them. It's really sad. Again, um, uh, these conspiracy, not conspiracy, these uh, fake products that people are selling um, to quote cure coronavirus i'm sorry i'm still kind of getting used to looking at myself in the video knowing that this is going to be part of the podcast
1: it's so weird yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you're watching Um, the video and we look super awkward just know that we're not used to this yet
0: (laughs) well and i'm also realizing i like to use my hands to gesture while i'm talking i'm realizing i can actually do that now to kind of get a point across whereas before i had to just rely on my voice yeah i don't know um Anyway, so uh, Jeremy Cohen, and I'll, we'll link this, talks about why, why people might fall for these conspiratorial theories around uh, cures for coronavirus. It's an interesting read. I, I think people might enjoy it. I mean, what else are you doing? You're at home. Um, right. And it's an interesting read about how disbelief in the establishment can be a reason that people might fall for these things. And it highlights some really yeah. outrageous fake cures. Uh, one of them I did not come across until I saw this. Um, Jeremy Cohen um, also, as far as I could see, uh, apart from studying anthropology also ha- focuses on religious studies. Okay. Um, and I think his research focuses on, uh, I might get this wrong, why some people... Uh, fall for religious cults jeremy cohen slide into the dms if that's incorrect but you seem to be doing some interesting work um so he he brings up this one where a televangelist apparently he cl- claimed to heal his viewers through the television so the 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 still from the video what i'm doing it in the video now was him like evangelizing like praying and like having his hand at the camera like like telling people he was curing them of coronavirus
1: oh my god um, what?
0: if we had that kind of power like wouldn't we have solved world hunger by now like, 100 <laughs> you know what i mean anyway so that article kind of highlights some interesting hoaxes fake cures right. for coronavirus at this point there is no cure for coronavirus there are treatments that uh, are being administered to people of um, moderate yep. to high symptomology but there's no cure Um, We don't have a vaccine. It's going to take a while. So anybody who's telling you they're going to cure you is wrong. Um, It's actually going to probably going to be dangerous uh, rather than help you. Uh, And just my last bit here. um, um, Sadly, the world of fake teas is alive and well, Hannah. Uh, So this is an (laughs) article from the the CBC um, called Medical Experts Warn Against Claims by Winnipeg Acupuncturist advertising coronavirus prevention tea. Uh, the article was written by Caroline Bargout and was contributed to by Kristen Annabelle, and I'll link them and the article. Um, okay. So this uh, acupuncturist in Winnipeg is, was selling... I think he, he's still selling the teas, but he had to change his phrasing around the claim, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, selling a tea in Winnipeg... And, and if you go to the... The article, you'll see the kind of pamphlet that he drew up um, okay. charging $60 for a six-day treatment. Okay.
1: Break
0: off. Normally, when I buy tea, if I buy $60 worth, I'm good for, uh, I don't know. Oh,
1: my God. Ten, year. 10
0: years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh,
1: my God. Yes.
0: More than a year. Um, Crazy. So, $60 for a six-day treatment. And I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate when fake science gets into people's wallets. Like, as much as I hate... Yeah. The promotion of fake science, like people just talking about it, if it costs someone money, I'm like, oh my, Like I, I just hate so. I much. know. So the even sadder thing, I think, well, I mean, this is kind of a contentious topic, I think, and and one that I'm definitely not equipped to talk about on my own. Maybe we can have a lawyer come in one day or somebody from health policy. But Health Canada does not regulate, among many other alternative <coughs> medicines, uh, mm-hmm. specialties yeah, um, which is why you can go out and buy a bunch of basically fake crap from totally. specialty grocers that claim to help you with your health in whatever way, right? Um, they only Health Canada only inspects products on a complaint basis, so there was a complaint put in about this tea, um, which then forced um, that person to rather than call it a coronavirus prevention tea, like a coronavirus helping tea or something I, I can't remember oh
1: god so is that how... what they were initially calling it a prevention, a prevention
0: tea? tea so the the uh, acupuncturist was saying oh. that uh, chinese medical experts in wuhan and health practitioners were taking this tea to prevent coronavirus which is not true anyway. right also it doesn't work like that right um yeah again i mean if it sounds uh. like magic like it's just not true. Well, and, and don't think you think we it, would have solved so many other yes, problems if we just had this important technology? also
1: to drive home at this point that people are obviously jumping on this, which is so incredibly sad, but as a way to profit. And so calling this tea like a corona... Like what if, obviously this wouldn't be a thing, um, late 2019 coronavirus prevention, team would be like... What's that? But how, so we'd how all you, be
0: we'd all be sipping tea and we'd all I'd still be out, I would be back outside. I'd be at the lab.
1: Right, if that was a thing. Yeah. And like if anyone is marketing anything as like specific to coronavirus right now in terms of like health products and teas and food and things like that seriously turn the other way like that is yeah the most... and there's a lot of it yeah i mean
0: these people work fast
1: <laughs> exactly i know um,
0: <laughs> i can't believe it sometimes. and
1: i i get like and you and i um listened to something about this last week but um like i get the wanting to be of service and and talking mm-hmm. about really the like we said the only relevant thing right now um because that's what we're all so hyper focused on that it's almost seems insensitive to talk about other things. But there's a difference between that and like false advertising and misleading the public like to make a profit.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, I think misleading is the right word. Like I think these people or most of them know their product is BS. Oh yeah. They're just trying to make
1: money. They're taking advantage of everyone's panic and like desperation right now. Um, yeah, really sad,
0: really sad. I mean, that's my, um, those are my BS's of the week.
1: Those were great. Thank you for sharing those with us. I think, um, I think those will bring, I guess, some things to the public's attention and help uh, yeah. help people be a little more aware, um, what they're, what they're consuming and I, also what they need to do, um, in terms of precautions.
0: Uh, I think I an know, interesting thing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say back to your, the one that you mentioned about ordering takeout and like delivery services. I think um, there is a lot of kind of fear and anxiety around that right now. And yeah. so I'm glad that you brought it up and it's important to note that right now there's nothing showing that that's, um, you know, a, poss- a a large risk, a huge risk for, um coming in contact with or contracting
0: i mean we can also think about it as like we're not stopping grocery shopping right so as long as you maintain your distance with the delivery person or you maintain your distance when you go pick up food from an establishment you make sure you wipe down your surfaces wash your hands as you would normally there's no reason to fear it i mean it's just added anxiety onto your person for no reason like we don't need that
1: right
0: yeah yeah exactly um Maybe uh, just before we keep going, I'll do a little bit. I have a little bit about, like, what is COVID? Okay. Yeah. Um, so COVID actually stands for uh, coronavirus. COVID-19 stands for coronavirus disease. That's the D, okay. 2019. So that's the illness that people will get when they contract the virus. Yep. Which yep. And the virus is actually called SARS-CoV-2. SARS coronavirus too, So it's part of the coronavirus family of viruses that's related to, genetically related to, the SARS um, uh, um, virus as well as even strains like the common cold. So viruses have genetic code um, like we do and they can be related and they can mutate um, and they have various strains that are all related to each other. So this coronavirus is actually in the same family of viruses as the common cold and um, and the SARS virus. And actually, all this information I'm getting comes from a really, really awesome infographic that uh, a bunch of students from Harvard Med uh, made up that I'll link that I I really, really like. Um, So uh, the symptoms, the most common ones are fever, dry cough, fatigue, um, which is basically you having an immune response uh, as the virus starts replicating Uh, in your body and the immune response is what results in those symptoms your body is basically trying to fight off the virus so people with mild symptoms are going to mostly require just a four-day quarantine until they feel better until their body fights it off Mm -hmm. no special magic medicines or anything Um, and uh, but people with more severe symptoms or maybe have people with underlying conditions are going to have to be hospitalized yes Um, so it's pretty serious that you know, we don't need to have anxiety about our futures here. If we're taking measures to stay at home as much as possible and participate in physical distancing, um, you know, making sure you take care of yourselves in the way that you can having safe Mm -hmm. exercise outside, if you're able to do so.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think, so this is a kind of a difficult thing I want to kind of get across. A lot of people are not taking this seriously and a yeah. lot of people are saying that taking it seriously leads to anxiety. Yeah. But I would I would I kinda wanna promote the opposite. I want to flip that on its head and I would suggest that saying I would suggest that taking it seriously actually reduces anxiety because then we know we're doing our part to not only take care of ourselves, but to support the healthcare system and not and to not overburden it, which will totally. lead to less stress overall you know, in your local area or in your country. Right. uh, Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. And I think the more it's important to realize that the more we do now, like the more serious we take it now, the hopefully the less serious um, effects it will have, like in the upcoming months.
0: Right. It's kind of a return on investment. Just like uh, Fahim Yunus was saying earlier, uh, when I quoted his tweet, we take care of ourselves now. We take this seriously now. We'll be able to flatten or plank the curve so that our healthcare system doesn't get overburdened. Exactly. Yeah. Our communities stay healthy. It it shouldn't be anxiety. It could be anxiety inducing, but it's less anxiety overall if we take it seriously now.
1: Totally, and I think, and even the you know the recommendations around staying home, like the quicker that. I'm not saying it's going to be quick but like the the quicker that we can not we but <laughs> the healthcare system and and um, the governments and everything like that can get it under control like that directly like our actions now directly have an impact on that. So
0: yeah. We're all helping.
1: Yeah, and I I agree with you like people definitely aren't taking it seriously and yeah. It's really it's frustrating and it's also like, like I've experienced friends and, and things like that, like kind of chirping me for taking this as serious as I can. Yeah. And like being really cautious about, you know, maintaining distance and not having social contact and things like I that. Know. And, and like I've been made to feel a little bit like I'm being silly. Um, me too. Even, yeah. even like a couple of weeks ago when it, what, you know, there, we were just starting to get, you know, these recommendations rolled out by, you know, the Canadian government and provincial governments and things like that. Um, I was like really nervous to like my, our we had friends invite us over to like their friend's house and like we declined the offer because we weren't going to go socialize. Um, yeah. Especially with people that we like, a like a larger group of people that we didn't know. And yeah. um, we kind of got a little like, like flack from it and just kind of like like, an eye roll kind of thing, you know? And and I know,
0: I know what you, what you're thinking is it's not about you because you're very healthy and, and if you get sick, you can take care of yourself, but it's about the people around you and the more vulnerable, immunocompromised, older people with underlying conditions. And just that's who it's about
1: in general. Like it was just about doing my part to prevent and like delay or, prevent the spread like that's yeah what it was about it wasn't about me like being worried about somebody else having it and me coming in contact with it that's not what right. it was at all it was like yeah. just doing my part to stay home and like prevent the spread like yeah
0: I, I want to say I just touched my face in the video but I washed my hands when I haven't been outside and I don't know how long honestly
1: I probably <laughs> have touched my face as well I yeah I, as long as I'm Um, in my home and I'm washing my hands regularly, like, yeah, I I do touch my face a fair bit. That's a
0: really good point. (laughs) I'm really sorry people have been guilting you. Uh, uh, Don't be that person. If you're listening to this and you're guilting other people, if you're making the decision to, I mean, I don't want to shame anybody. If you're making a decision to do something against the recommendations of your local government, that's your prerogative. Don't shame other people for that.
1: Yeah, I, exactly. And I think as well. I'm going to cough here. <laughs> um, I think as well, it's important during this time to, this is a little off track, but to recognize that, yeah, I mean, we should all be doing the social, you know, taking apart social distancing, going out as little as we possibly can, all of those things. But some people are taking... I guess more precautions than others, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit in terms of. I know we we're going to talk about grocery shopping and what we're doing and things like that. Um, and I, I think that's also okay right now. To how am I going to say this? Like, be okay with what other people are doing as long as you're not yeah. kind of like spreading more panic and fear. Like, that's not that's so much that it's unnecessary. Um, well another thing you're doing every single precaution when you bring groceries into the house like you're yeah i saw someone online um and we'll talk about this but like they were like designating an area on their kitchen counter to like set the groceries and then Mm. they were wearing gloves and they took all the groceries out put them somewhere else they wiped them all off they did this whole thing and then they sanitized the counter and like it seemed you know it seemed like a lot and like for some people that's what's Reducing their anxiety right now, but then for other people that like going to like such extremes might also heighten anxiety, like feeling like they have to do that. Um, and we'll talk about that more, but
0: um, yeah. And maybe I'll throw in too, like those people, it sounds like, and, and you and I, I mean, we have the privilege of being able to work from home, um, get our groceries, make the decision to stay at home as much as possible. Uh, whereas, I mean, a lot of people don't have that privilege. A lot of people are being forced to go to work because uh, yeah. they're either, either their essential services or their governments are erroneously deeming their work as essential services and not yeah. letting them stay home. And they, they don't have an income outside of doing that and they have to yeah. risk their lives and be at the front lines. And we're very grateful to all those people. And, and everybody has different circumstances, of course, but you're right. The the biggest uh, thing we should worry about is taking care of ourselves as much as possible trying to spread proper information uh, without judgment yeah and um yeah and not shaming other people
1: yeah i I agree also you mentioned like the people working on the front lines. my mom is a nurse and so she's still working right now she's actually been like she doesn't usually work in patient care and she's still not Mm -hmm. but um she kind of got um what's the word i'm looking for directed elsewhere, like in terms of her work. Usually she trains oh, okay. family practice nurses to like work in family doctor's offices and things like that. Mm-hmm. But obviously right now that's not where the need is. So now she's um, putting together training materials for like COVID-19 assessment and things like that. I love your mom. <laughs> Me too. So I wanted to shout out to her cause she's still working hard. Um, she's actually working, usually she works part-time. She's working full-time right now, like doing all that. Um, in Nova Scotia. So shout out to her. Also my sister, um, still working lots. She works um, at a grocery store in the products department. So she's still...
0: Yeah, I mean, that is front store. lines. As, m- front as line, I think, honestly, yeah. as much as the hospitals are, grocery stores are front lines. Right. Yeah, there. absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to them.
1: Yeah, I wanted to give them a shout out. And everyone awesome. else who's still, um, you know, working on the front lines, we appreciate you very much. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay, I've talked for too long now.
1: I don't think you have. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe let's talk a little bit. I know that we kind of were going to share what we're doing in terms of shopping and meal preparation and, and what kind of foods we're buying and things like that, maybe to help other people kind of figure out not necessarily what they should be doing, but maybe some tips and tricks around. I don't know how to go about it. And I know things are really weird right now. I guess a lot of people are experiencing just a lot of changes in their day-to-day life, working from home right. maybe, or um, I don't know. And a lot of people, I I think it's one thing that we don't necessarily realize is that for a lot of people, oh, my computer just froze. Can you still hear me?
0: I can hear you fine.
1: My video just froze. Might um, be Okay. Okay. I'll just keep going. Um, I I think, yeah, this can be a huge shift for some people having to cook at home um, or go out as little as possible in terms of um, having meals and things like that. So Mm -hmm. um, maybe we can provide some, I don't know, just some helpful tips for some people. So yeah, I hope so. um, What Pat and I are doing at home um, really, I think the biggest thing for us has been, our like the frequency that we go to the grocery store.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so obviously, you know, we're it's recommended that we go out um, as little as possible and and take as little trips to stores and things like that as possible. So we are we had been so like you said, it's only been I, like three weeks since yeah. um, our governments kind of said you know stay home as much as you possibly can. Um, so in those three weeks, we've been to the grocery store twice, um, once, like, I think it was, like, the day, like, the day that it was pretty much, like, stay home, you know, we need to do our part, and we were, like, okay, we got to go to the grocery store and stock up, um, so we went once, and then we, a week later, we had to go again, um, and then since then, since that last trip, it's been, like, 10 days, and we'll probably, like, by the two week mark, we'll definitely have to get there again. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's definitely a big change than what we're used to. Um, Usually we're going at least once a week. And because of the work that I do in um, recipe development and creation and things like that, usually I'm at the grocery store um, another one or two times a week, like aside from the time that Pat and I go um, on the weekend. So that's been a big change having to kind of plan out, everything for the week like you know I think it's really important right now that um, I guess to make it easier in terms of making sure you have enough food for prolonged periods of time um, and enough to kind of build meals that you actually want to eat and meals that are nourishing and satisfying is is really planning before you go to the store that's been big for right. us um, and usually I do that but Now, even more so now, I've really kind of had to sit down and like be, I guess, just be a little more thorough about it and kind of think about what I'm going to eat for definitely dinner every day. And then also um, even breakfast and and some lunches. I'm like, what do we need to have on hand? You know, if we want a quick lunch or whatever, or um, what am I going to eat for breakfast how many you know nights are we going to cook dinner and how how many leftovers is that going to give us and all that stuff so that you know we we don't um I mean we're not going to run out of food but um we're not kind of really standing in the kitchen with like random things being like how are we going to make a meal out of this you know
0: sure sure yeah um I, I the what's worked for me too is um trying to stay like business as usual. So just because I'm home or Thomas and I are both home, uh, we're lucky enough to get to work from home. uh, I'm not trying to like go overboard and be even more adventurous, like uh, and push myself outside of my comfort zone and have fun with it because I'm trying not to add stress um, in like a stressful time where there's already a lot of routine changes. So Mm -hmm. I'm really trying to build routine and like, You know, as if I would go to the lab, like work from morning till the evening and and then I want to have dinner like I normally would when I come home. And normally I come home to meal prepped food. So I'm trying to stay business as usual, do meal prepping and have that food. Actually, the nice thing about meal prepping when you're home is that you don't have to put all the food into individual Tupperware containers. Ah, It it makes less uh, dishes. So you can just like keep it in the pot or whatever. Right. Put that in the fridge with the with the lid on and it stays good. You can just like dole it out into bowls or plates right. whenever you want to eat it. So that's well, been that's really nice. nice. Yeah. So I am, uh, although I am finding myself having time to make fresh meals here and there, uh, mm-hmm. but not to the point of adding stress, just if I feel inspired and I want to put some to get something together. Like last night, I really wanted to make a carbonara um, mm. because I saw a video of someone making a carbonara. So which that's like a really easy thing to make. So it was easy to put together. I think something that I have done though, is um, I have been baking a little bit more than I usually do because it's only, it's only a little bit of effort, but you end up reaping rewards for quite a long time. Like when you bake a loaf of bread and I will tell anybody listening, if you think you can't bake good bread, you are totally wrong. You can bake good bread and I'll attach two different recipes here. Really, really easy recipes um, for baking bread one oh, is an overnight bread. recipe oh my god yeah i mean it's like it's the easiest thing uh, it, it's hard to make like <laughs> excellent um like french bakery right baguette like that's something that's really hard to do get like a perfect crust get a good rise it's not right. overproofed things like that but it's really easy to make like a loaf of white bread that is like a pretty simple thing like a not yeah. fancy loaf of white bread that tastes good even I'll put two recipes in uh, that are so easy to follow. The The one good thing I'll say, or the one thing I'll say is that it's, um, it's important to have like um, not old, ye- you want to have new instant yeast and both the recipes I'm including use okay. instant yeast or active dry yeast. Sorry. Um, and it's good to have that fresh yeast does lose potency over time. So if you're somebody who has had like a, a bunch of baggies or, a jar of yeast in your cupboard for like three years, um, it might have lost its potency and you will get less of a rise for these kind of quick recipes that need like good active dry yeast. Right. Um, but yeast is not expensive and it's probably something that's easy to find at the grocery store. It's probably something that people aren't hoarding.
1: Okay. Um, But one thing that I'm finding people are hoarding is flour.
0: Flour. I know. Yeah. I have had to like, uh, so I usually have like, a. Whatever the huge five kilogram bag of flour, uh, and it takes me ages to get through it. And just like really inconveniently, I got through it around when the isolation started. Um, so I had to buy like a different brand that's maybe a little bit more expensive. Hopefully, okay. I mean the, the the food supply has been okay in Canada at least. Like mm-hmm. things are kind yeah. of back on the shelves now. Uh, So hopefully people are finding the food that they need. But it's true. Like there are things that are being hoarded. Unfortunately, if you're listening to this, don't, or you're watching this even, don't be a hoarder. Uh, It doesn't help Uh, anybody. We all need to get our groceries and think of the people who rely, like elderly people or like differently abled people who rely on going to the grocery store regularly Mm -hmm. uh, because they can't get big batches of groceries.
1: Exactly. Think
0: of those people. Don't hoard. Mm -hmm. Just know in your mind that everybody's trying to go to the grocery store at a normal pace and try to do that too. Um, I agree.
1: Yeah. The hoarding doesn't, it's not helpful.
0: It's not helpful. And one of the recipes I'll attach is actually a no need recipe. Um, So you literally just like put flour, water, yeast and salt together and a little bit of sugar, I think, and you don't need it. Um, but another one does have a little bit of a need. So anyway, it's up to you what, what people want to do. They're both really easy. It's also a really great time to make muffins, biscuits, yeah, other baked goods that, that are going to yeah. last you the week, right? And they're easy yeah. to grab for a snack or to pair with a meal. Um, and I, again, I mean, what's worked for me is if you uh, – I mean, I haven't felt like I need to make a five-star quality meal every single day just because I'm home. I'm just doing what I normally do, and when I feel like I have the ability to put a bit more effort in, I go for it then.
1: Yeah, I think that's been the same for us. Um, If anything, I feel like mealtime and meal preparation has been a little more simple. Um, I don't know necessarily why that is for us, but um, it might have something to do with – I guess just not wanting to add any additional,
0: yeah, like, totally. stress or like exhaustion yeah.
1: to the days because I think both for us, anyways, we've been feeling yeah. I mean, stress is a little bit heightened, yeah, and um, even feelings of like motivation and um, totally and focus have been a little more difficult. I think with, you know what you that know, is. I
0: heard something amazing yesterday. Um, actually, you know, Dr. Jen Gunter. Yep. Uh, I she had an Instagram live last night. Did you notice okay. that? No, I didn't.
1: Mean, I wasn't. My phone was dead pretty much all last night, so I wasn't on Instagram. Oh,
0: okay, um, so it was kind of fun. Like she's such a cool person. If you if people listening don't know her, she's the author of the Vagina Bible, um, and she does a lot of uh, fake science, fake medicine debunking. Mm-hmm. Um, she calls you know bad people out on Twitter. She's awesome. Yep, she is um, Dr. Jen Gunter, and she had an Instagram live last night where she was. Um, she went live with a psychiatrist. Okay. Uh, and the psychiatrist was said a, a really a phrase that kind of stuck with me, which rem- I was reminded of while you were talking. She said, um, we're having normal reactions to an abnormal situation. Right. So the kind of stress that we're having and the, the behaviors that we're developing... So you're saying maybe your meal times are even more simple now. That's a normal reaction to this abnormal situation. Right. Um so we just kind of like need to be kind to ourselves and be Absolutely. okay with that. And in times of anxiety kind of try to like make lists and yeah. you know you know get your thoughts out maybe even like kind of some mindfulness like make yourself present in the space around you and Yeah. Try to figure out where to move on to next.
1: Also, everyone's reactions are going to be like my reaction may not be the same as yours. And um, like we kind of all have different ways that we react to stress and abnormal situations. Um, So, I mean, obviously there might be some similarities, but they may not be exactly the same. So I think that's important to realize as well when I think, you know, a lot of us are spending, a lot more time on social media and yeah, um, and the internet these days. So seeing how other people are reacting or things like that, you know, it might be different from how you're feeling or how you're dealing with it. So it's important to remember that as well. Totally. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was so funny. That was so cute.
0: That's him being happy for anybody listening. Like he oh. is. He's very strange cat. That anyway. was
1: so sweet. <laughs> okay um what else do you have on your notes there Tarek? to
0: so I mean I can kind of uh very quickly go through a few points here about uh grocery shopping and food delivery so uh we've oh, been yeah, let's a- that. very lucky enough to take advantage of grocery pickup and online ordering where we are um so Loblaws is one of the major grocery chains in Canada yeah. uh, and they have I think across the country made their pickup fees free um okay so anybody can order groceries online, go in their car. So they've set up this system now where you don't even leave your car. Yeah. You call a number, they come outside, you pop your trunk, they put the groceries in your trunk, shut your trunk, and you drive away. So that way there's no contact with another person at all. Wow. Um, and then you go home and, you know, take care and cleanse appropriately. Um, wash your hands and stuff like that. But it really does cut down on the interaction of other people. Really good way to help plank the curve. And the fact that this big corporation has taken the time to get rid of those fees for pickup, I think is really cool. I will yeah, say
1: it's
0: great. grocery sh- stores are one, probably one of the only industries that aren't hurting right now. So they can, like, it's nice, but I'm not like getting down on my hands and knees like praising them but, but like they can definitely afford to get rid of those fees right now a lot of people right. are buying right. maybe more groceries than normal exactly. but i think it's yeah. a it's a really nice move um on their part and i do I appreciate agree. it yeah. um because people are indulging a lot more in groceries right now so that they can probably afford to get rid of those fees but it ha- sure. ends up helping everybody out ends up helping to plank the curve hopefully reducing the interaction with other people yeah. Have you done the online orders and pickup?
1: No, we haven't. Um, I think we one day we we looked into doing it, but we hadn't planned far enough ahead. And they were like really, because obviously people are utilizing these services. Mm -hmm. And um, the only like pickup time that was available was like three or four days later. Mm -hmm. Like you really have to, um, order them in advance, and now right? it's
0: like a week and a half almost yeah um,
1: exactly so like we haven't done it tight. yeah um we have i mean like i said we've been to the grocery store twice in the last three weeks um and we've just been we've been going in the store we've been um i mean we started wearing gloves we were wearing gloves in the grocery store um and just being careful around what we're um touching and obviously keeping our distance from other people. Um, we, what else have we been doing? Um, oh, trying to be as good as possible about kind of like the one touch rule. Like we're not, and I hope other people are doing this as well, but not like squeezing fruits and then putting them back and things <laughs> like that. Um, you know, like if, if we touch it, we're taking it. Right. Um, so we've been doing that. Um, and then, being really careful around. Um, I mean, we've been bringing our own bags so that like we're the only ones that have to touch them. And like bagging our own groceries, we try to use self checkout. I mean, it's still kind of like, um, like if you if you don't do self checkout and you're going in the like you have a cashier, you're obviously coming in contact with another person. Um, so we try to avoid that. But then again, with the self checkout, I mean, you still have the touch sure, screen and things them, like so. that. So. Um, we, yeah, I mean, we have been wearing gloves, um, and then just sanitizing, making sure we're sanitizing our hands as soon as we, um, you know, touch something or as soon as we leave the grocery store, um, we've been doing that. Um, but it hasn't, um, hasn't been too, too bad. I know now that I think some grocery stores are here. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure across Canada, but are starting to roll out, like only letting a certain number of people in the store. Um, yeah,
0: I think so. Run? There's a 150 person maximum in Nova Scotia, at least. Uh, so they have people is, counting too. as people come in. Mm-hmm. Is
1: it only in Loblaws? Law
0: I think so. Every so in Nova Scotia, the, that law applies to all like,
1: my gatherings. Dad, okay, you can't have more just, than
0: 150 people,
1: like at a business. A, a side note, but my dad was at Sobey's. The other day, I was talking to him on the phone, and he said that like it was packed, and there was definitely way Ooh. more than 150 people in there. And, and I think
0: even smaller stores are only allowed a maximum of five people, if I'm wow. not wrong. <laughs> Please check the news, <laughs> I'm right. not a whatever yeah, yeah. Pol- politician.
1: <laughs> um. So that's good, anyways. Um. But again, we haven't been. We haven't been since. Not this Friday but a week before, like a week Mm -hmm. from Friday, it's Sunday today. Um, So it's been a while. So I'm sure things like things are changing every day. um, And, you know, in terms of the regulations that they're putting in place and um, things like that. So I'm not sure what it'll be like when we get there next, but um, so far it's been okay. I honestly think, and I think it's important to continue to drive home that like the biggest I'm not saying there's not risks in other places because there's still, you know, is, you know, chances um, or, like, the virus can, what is it, like, stay stable or, or it doesn't, um, on certain surfaces, it... it yeah, I mean, there's a lot of factors like there,
0: like, whether or not, yeah, how long it stays on a surface, but also, like, how much of the virus is on the surface is really going to contribute to whether or not there's an actual infection there's a lot of different variables there
1: right so i mean the most important thing that we've been doing is making sure we're not coming in contact with other people exactly the um, physical you know, distancing is huge the physical distancing that's our number one and then and then you know when it comes to touching things and things like that we're trying to be really careful as well but um yeah for me the most important thing has been the distancing for sure
0: yeah absolutely yeah. Um, I only really have one more thing. Uh, I kind okay. of wanted to talk a little bit about eating disorders. Mm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yes, I, I, I did a little bit
0: of a, oh, nice. Okay. I, I did a little bit, uh, it's just short here. I did a little bit of um, literature review on, I, I thought it would be interesting to look into isolation and eating disorders because obviously there's a lot of people who are isolated right now. Yeah. Uh, And there's a review I'll link called The Role of Perceived Loneliness and Isolation in the Relapse from Recovery in Patients with Anorexia and Bulimia Nervosa. It's by Wendy Stewart, who at the time was at New York University um, studying for a PhD. And, And it turns out there seems to be some association between perceived loneliness and relapse, which kind of makes sense. So I'm kind of extrapolating here, but it almost seems natural to think that people with disordered eating patterns or history of disordered eating might be vulnerable to relapse during physical isolation um, Mm. because... So now we have physical isolation because of certain government measures against the spread of COVID-19, but they're now... These people are left without their network that they're usually relying on, whether it's family, friends, or also, importantly, their clinical care team. So these people might end up struggling. So I personally like for things that I need help with, I've been lucky enough to still be in contact with my family doctor as well as my therapist over the phone. Um, But I know seriously, like I know how hard it is to make those calls, but I would urge people to maybe call their clinics and call their clinical care workers to see if they'd be willing to do consultations over the phone. If they're finding themselves needing them, lots of doctors are actually doing phone or video consultations. And I actually, I wasn't a believer at first. I was like, I don't think this is going to help me, like, calling yeah. my therapist over the phone. But I, I'm totally on board now. It might not work for everybody, but it's really hard to make that first step to try to get help. But especially right. in this time where we're maybe isolated more than normal,
1: yeah,
0: it's important to take care of yourself. And there are people who want to take care of you. Like, there are people spending yeah. their time taking care of their patients.
1: Totally.
0: So, uh, maybe hopefully hearing this, someone out there will say, who maybe needs some help right now, will take that step towards trying to get help in a time of
1: physical distancing. Yeah, I think that that's, that's a good point. And it's important. Yeah, to note that most practitioners, like whether it's your, yeah, your family doctor, or your therapist, or um, your, you know, eating disorder, dietitian, or whoever it is that you're, um, that you've been seeing, like, they're probably offering some sort of, whether it's by phone, or um virtual online um meetings like most people are offering that um so i think yeah i, I like you said as hard as it is to kind of make that first call yeah. or take that step um they're there for you um and yeah. they still want to like especially during a time like this like um they want to be of service to you and and help you kind of manage um through the situation
0: yeah Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So um yeah, take advantage. It's not um like inconveni inconveniencing anyone by, you know, needing to talk on the phone or whatever it is. Um, you know, that's their job and that's what they're there for. So
0: And understand that it's again like if you if someone is having some sort of uh symptoms like or maybe feeling like they're relapsing into some sort of uh disordered eating behaviors like This is a normal reaction to an abnormal situation.
1: Yeah. So I was just reading, I was reading some posts from some eating disorder specialists, you know, just trying to create awareness around, you know, right now, like you said, um, there, yeah, some people's reactions to um, times of stress like this, or specifically like the, the isolation and the fear of food scarcity and things like that can absolutely trigger. Um, yeah, eating disorder, old eating disorder behaviors or relapse, like you said. So um, y- yeah, it's important, I think, to note that these are one, like normal um, responses, but also two, that they're, you know, they're still, even though we're isolated, there's still resources available to you or support available totally. to you. Yeah. Also, I think it's important to like, be sensitive online as well.
0: Yes. Um, oh my around, gosh. Yeah, like yeah. The,
1: I mean, I get, everyone's making jokes and everyone's like tr- also trying to find like the humor in this, but I think it's also like, there's so much going on around the internet, like, like in terms of diet culture and things like that around how to avoid weight gain um, during quarantine. And, and at least on like, I mean, on, like I'm on TikTok and like on, on TikTok there's been like calling it the quarantine 15.
0: No. Um, oh yeah. no, and like Why avoid, does everything rhyme?
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, like, so there's all these posts, like how to avoid the quarantine 15 and things like that, or drink this to avoid the quarantine 15. And like, just stop. Like seriously, the, there are so many worse things that, are happening right now than if you gain a yeah. little bit of weight, number one. Yeah. Um, and that's like the last thing that we really should be worrying about. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think again, like this obviously applies to day to day life, but also especially right now, like your number one priority obviously should be staying home and social distancing and um, you know, flattening the curve. But then number two, like take care of yourself. It, it Again, it shouldn't be about your weight, um, because like if you gain a couple pounds, that's not the worst thing that could happen in this situation. Yeah, seriously. Um, and this, ugh, it, weight does not need to be something that comes into play right now. No, So yeah. that's we, really we should all be
0: taking care of our mental health. And part of that is, uh, I mean, as we talked about when we talked about intuitive eating, uh, is, you know, not guilting yourself and, not having shame or stigma around eating behaviors which are very likely to change during this time
1: yeah yeah we really that's something that is important to know yeah reducing the shame and the stigma and being kind to yourself and compassionate to yourself because we really don't need any yeah um additional stress or pressure on i really like that you
0: mentioned feeling. like some people are finding the humor in this and it's true like it, it's nice to find humor in things but i really don't find it funny when people make jokes about disordered eating like that's not funny no. to me no it's not yeah. funny at all
1: yeah yeah i think some people just think it like they don't recognize like the stigma the weight stigma and the right. um like fat phobia attached to like making jokes around gaining weight during this time or stuff like totally. that yeah yeah <sighs> yeah okay
0: those are really all, all like, my points
1: i got all angry there yeah
0: <laughs> i'll see it in
1: the video i, <laughs> uh, I was like waving my hands around <laughs> um yeah i think that's pretty much everything i'm just reviewing my notes here um yeah everything that i wanted to touch on we, yeah we touched on like food delivery and grocery shopping um meal planning, meal prepping, I think, yeah, like just to, I guess if we wanted to leave you guys with something, I would say, um, and we've already mentioned it, but if your eating habits are different right now than what they usually are, that's okay. And that's again, a totally normal response. Like if your hunger and fullness feels different than it usually does, or what you're craving feels different than what you usually crave. Like those are all very normal things and um, don't overthink that and don't, um, you know, feel guilt or shame around what you're eating or what you're feeling right now um, because you don't need that on top of, you know, everything else we're being overwhelmed with.
0: Totally. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can really relate to that. I I won't get too much into it, but Hannah, you know, I mean, The isolation came at a very strange time when I was also experiencing a lot of grief, personally. And, yeah, I mean, there's no sense in stopping your body from trying to take care of itself. Exactly. Um, Try to, you know, be healthy in all the different ways. And those include, like, eating eating nutritious foods and having some movement, but it also includes not being hard on yourself yeah that's also also, healthy like
1: there's some days where you might just feel like sitting on the couch and like that's okay too i know there's so much this could be a whole other episode but there's this like there's been a boom and like craze around home workouts and people doing like live workouts on their social media and like trying to encourage people to get moving and like to some extent I some of I it has been helpful that. for me actually. Yeah, yeah exactly I respect <laughs> yeah. it and it's great but then I've also seen people who like and if, I mean of course it comes with being in like the health and wellness territory yeah. but I've also seen people like just it just you can tell that like there there must be some sort of internal struggle and they're like clinging to like the need to exercise every day and like there's like
0: a fat um, phobia part of it
1: yeah exactly um and that's kind of been rubbing me the wrong way a little bit um yeah so i don't know where i was going with that but (laughs) i don't remember what i started talking about what point i was trying to make but um, just about
0: like it's okay to if you don't have movement some days like it's not the end of the world
1: yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah absolutely And well, it, never, I, it never was, and it's still no. on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say, I do have a Tasty this week.
1: Me too. Oh, awesome. Okay, do you want to go 1st drinking it right now.
0: Oh, okay. What? Okay, I wish I could see. <laughs> I will see soon.
1: So um, this has also been something that's kind of been going around the internet. Oh, wait, right
0: I know what it is. Right, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so those, like, I don't even know what the right name for it is, but I'll put it on the video. It's almost, It's almost empty now. But it's, like, these... Coffee, creamy coffee.
0: Oh, whipped coffee. That's whipped what coffee, that's what it is, yeah. whipped
1: coffee. Yeah. So whipped coffee, these concoctions have been floating around the internet um, with lots of recipe videos and how-tos, um, and Pat and I tried it the other day, and it's actually quite delicious. So did mm-hmm. you try it, Terry?
0: No, I, I, um, I will. I haven't okay. tried it yet, but I will, yeah. Okay,
1: so basically... I mean the the simplest recipe for it is you use instant coffee, which apparently a lot of people. You guys let us know this, but apparently a lot of people have yeah. instant coffee at home. Pat I'm a I,
0: snob and I don't have instant so coffee. So
1: are we, and we don't. I have really...
0: I have a hundred different ways to make coffee, <laughs>
1: but yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs>
1: um. So the simplest recipe is with two tablespoons of instant coffee or one, depending on how strong you like your coffee. It's just like the same ratio of instant coffee to sugar to water. Water. So if you do two tablespoons, you do two tablespoons of sugar, two tablespoons Mm of water. If you do one, it's one to one to one. And you put them all in a bowl together and then you either like whisk them by hand. Um, That takes obviously longer. Um, Or you can use electric beaters or like a stand mixer and you beat it um, for, I don't know how long, um, until it becomes this like, whipped frothy, it's like, like soft thick. peaks right that's yeah, is that exactly. how you describe it like, yeah it, yeah it has like soft peaks and it's very airy and like it looks super smooth and like shiny and creamy um and and that's your whipped coffee and you serve it over uh, i guess you can serve it hot or cold we've been doing it cold um you serve it over milk um of like whatever milk of choice um you are want. you
0: serving it over steamed milk
1: no, we've been ste- serving it over cold, just like over. Oh, ice. even
0: the milk is cold. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, I guess you're not heating up the the no. the froth. Yeah, okay, that makes no.
1: sense. Yeah. Um, and then it you kind of like stir it in a little bit, and it like the whipped coffee kind of drips into the milk, and it all makes together. Oh, I it bet together. Thomas
0: would love that. He loves milk. Yeah,
1: he probably would. I love milk yeah. too. Um, yeah. and yeah, it's just it's really tasty. It's quite sweet. Um, so it I don't really love sweet coffee drinks that much like here and there for a little treat I do but on like every morning I don't really crave
0: I know I'm a savory little baby I love savory
1: yeah um so anyways it's nice it's I think everyone should give it a little try if you yeah if you have instant coffee at home or maybe in your next grocery order you can put instant coffee but um Pat actually figured out a way to do it with brewed coffee um Mm. because we didn't have instant coffee it takes quite a bit longer like you almost have to like boil the brewed coffee first. Like
0: when you say brewed, you, you mean cool. like he's actually like using the 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 grinds to make coffee almost, and then using those used grinds to no, make the. Oh. He's
1: using like he's using coffee.
0: Yeah. Oh, but he's not brewing it.
1: No, he is. Oh. Like he brews. Oh,
0: he's using coffee. He's brewing coffee. Oh. Yeah as it's the liquid grind. oh that's genius no i don't know how then you he just, does it that's but really smart because then you just use two tablespoons of that because it's already the coffee and the the water
1: maybe i don't know but
0: pat's a genius a genius. i
1: don't know what he's doing he had to look it up on youtube and use a few different videos to figure it out um so oh my, anyways that's so what smart. we've been doing but it, you get the same result and he's so it's smart delicious so that's my yeah. tasty of the week
0: that's awesome that's a great taste. I, I am going to try Thank it. You. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, okay. What's your my tasty is? Um, uh, I recently watched uh, "There's Something in the Water," the oh, yes. film by directed by Ellen Page and we e weren't Daniels. able
1: to attend your Netflix party. We had oh, a yeah. <laughs> Zoom session scheduled with my family.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Um, it was so good. It, the movie, as much as it is about uh, environmental racism and how. Um, uh, the Nova Scotian province and obviously in many other places, uh, communities of color, indigenous communities, black communities are often the ones where um, local governments decide to um, put dumps near um, literally like garbage dumps or, or even the disposal of wastewater from factories um, because they think it's kind of like away from urban centers or right. highly densely populated urban centers and um, that are maybe driving more economic growth. They think they can just hide them there, uh, but okay. unfortunately, not only is that discriminatory, but it ends up hurting these people, their health, their yeah. wellness, the their their food supply. Yeah, um, uh, it, it's really really tragic. But as much as it is so, it's I I thought the movie was also very much also about the power of incredible female leadership it it's all these really really awesome women who are taking charge being activists and making real change uh, maybe not even just like through local activism and inspiring others but <laughs> through implementing government bylaws for example uh, really incredible stuff and i think the really cool thing also someone made this point oh i think sarah made this point Ellen Page makes a really does a really good job of like not centering herself in the movie, so yeah, she gives her she name and her yeah her like her I don't know notability or notoriety yeah. um, to give a platform to the right. content of right. the film without making it about her, which I thought was really cool.
1: Yeah,
0: um, really, really good movie.
1: We have um, to watch it
0: and it's on Netflix, so it it's really Netflix. easy okay. to find
1: we'll be watching
0: yeah. and also make bread i'm you know what i'm gonna, yes. i'm gonna tell everybody to make bread if you can find flour and yeast make bread i don't i don't call meat really flour can i
1: make that. bread with that yes absolutely. Okay. absolutely i don't have yeast though so okay okay ne- yeah. next time i go to the store also you could make sleep. your own starter i could do that
0: you could make it's your own cool. starter I'm looking at you in the video. Maybe
1: if I muscle up my head tilted and I'm
0: saying, you could make starter.
1: You could make starter. (laughs) Oh, I could cry. Um, Um, All right. Well, how do we feel? That was good.
0: I feel weird that we've been on video this whole time.
1: (laughs) I feel kind of weird. Also, I feel kind of weird just recording. Like, I feel like it's been so long. Um, We had a little hiatus. I feel like it was a good break. Um, I'm yeah. definitely like motivated and inspired to keep recording now and I know, I'm so excited. do another yeah. full season. Um, I'm excited so, to do
0: some non COVID related topics. Me
1: too. <laughs> I hope that everyone is, you know, receptive of that. I think they will be, I think, you know, a lot of people, as much as we want to stay up to date, um, people are also looking for a little bit of a distraction sometimes.
0: I'm sure um, it'll inspire some BS's of the week.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, hmm. definitely. Okay, well, stay tuned, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, stay tuned for our next episode.
0: Thanks um, for joining our show, our our CNN yeah. show, uh, yes, whatever yes, channel yes. we're on.
1: <laughs> yeah, let us Comedy know, Central. Um, let, let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know what you thought of the video. Um, and I think that's all.
0: Bye, everyone.
1: Bye. Yeah. Bye.